Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, we all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Greenball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Groundbuster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at greenballtires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiries. Logan Stanfield, how are you? Welcome back to ATV Talk, sir. Doing pretty good. Enjoying this uh, weather that's a little better than Indiana, so not too bad. You know, l- let's talk about Indiana just for a bit, if if you don't mind. Yep. Um, you spend a lot of well, that's your home base. That's where you live, and and uh, your dad has a business there. Um, what do you do when the weather's bad to train? Um, in Indiana, I mean, I'm not really home much. Um, in like the winter time, like I got down here, um, a little longer than a week. So I'll be down here until the second race. And then I'll probably go to Texas before the third race. And then hopefully the weather's starting to, it'll be springtime. And the weather will start um, turning back around for us in Indiana. And I try to go home and just ride when I can, really. So is is, is all you get to do in Indiana is, is ride? Or uh, I mean, do you have a, a like a workout plan that you stick to and, and, and try to take care of your some of your conditioning? Yeah, I mean, I, I still have access to gym and my road bike. So. Um, I'm doing Hoag's training this year, so he'll have a plan for me to do, and um, we'll just kind of communicate on what I need to be doing if I'm not on my bike or if I can ride or uh, just biking or in the gym. So it all works out at the end normally. I don't want to bring up too much about Brandon, but have you spent time talking with him about his training program? Yeah, he's uh, here at Decker's, and I actually work out with him about every morning, and um he's teaching me quite a bit what to eat what not to eat what helps you um what doesn't really matter if you do it or not you know um so he's teaching me a lot um and working with him has been pretty good so far yeah i got to i got to see you ride last year and i kept track of some of your results you were moving up in the standings did something change physically for you or are you just getting more comfortable so that you can ride harder and harder? Um, I think a little bit of both. I was kind of at the beginning of the year. Um, I had some bad races and not even, um, from my fitness, just mechanical problems or mud races. And, um, I didn't get the good end of the stick with those. So I think it just kind of, made had a little fire under me i guess and maybe i pushed a little harder then and my results came out a little better because i did i didn't want to lose some spots so 
I made sure I wasn't going to do that. Well, yeah, you're, you're finished eighth overall for the year, which in that, in that stacked field, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, tough competition out there. So we got to keep pushing and keep trying new things. Have you, uh, have you got to do any testing in the off season? Um, not much. I've just been home. Um, and when I'm home, I've just, I just go to work every day and then, um, we don't really mess with the race stuff until I get down here or, um, really when it's cold out, there's nothing you can do in Indiana. (laughs) When does the weather start turning bad? Um, this year it was actually pretty late. Like I would say two or three weeks before Christmas, it was actually like, it would get like 50, 60 degrees in the afternoons. And then, um, Christmas was actually like freezing. It was like negative, negative 38. So it was very cold, man. How does the weather change going from the super cold to where you are in, in Florida there where it's warm? How does that affect you at first? Um, I mean, I love it. I, I don't, like hate the cold weather i can deal with it like i've grown up there forever so it's just kind of you grow into it but i definitely enjoy waking up even if it's 50 degrees here everybody's oh it's you know, it's so cold like this is great <laughs> <laughs> this is summertime for me baby yeah oh so. that's awesome um i really wanted to talk about some of your your techniques and, and things when you're when you're at deckers um, what do you, what do you spend time most on working on, or what are you working on right now to advance your, your skill set for 2023? Um, I would say I'm working on the um, amount I spend working out at a less, um, intense pace, I guess. So I'm trying to learn a lot of volume. It's kind of boring. It kind of, it, it is boring. It sucks but hopefully that will uh, bring me around. So that's what I've been working on. Can you elaborate a little bit more on, on what that is? Yeah. So like um, instead of like just doing like a row, like, like a, you know, sprints um, I'm working on like a slower pace um, building like volume up. So then you can use more intensity and maybe like build your intensity, like, um, time frame up. If that makes sense. So you, you're building the foundations of your conditioning so that you'll be stronger at the end of the moto is what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in my eyes, I'd like to be able to run a good pace, um, the entire time and not get tired and then start increasing your intensity and trying to, uh, um, just increase everything from there on. Yeah, that phone's twitching around everywhere today, isn't it? Yeah, my service here is terrible. Oh no, I mean it's you. You keep moving. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> do you did you have any conditioning problems uh, in the end of the motos last year? Yeah, I would say some races I felt more fatigued, um, trying to fit more in throughout the week before. 
and then still taking a couple of days off, obviously. But um, sometimes uh, the heat would get me. Uh, maybe I wouldn't eat the best. Like, I kind of just eat whatever I feel like eating. I wouldn't say I eat terrible. Like, I don't go eat pizza, before, like, on a race week or something like that. But um, I would have, like, I'm, like, big on, like, I always eat a lot of cereal and milk. So stuff like that that you eat. And, you know, like, you can tell um, – it didn't really do much for you. You just still feel wore out, but you're like, your body knows you ate. So you're full. If that makes sense. You, you solved the hunger problem, but you didn't solve the nutrition problem. Correct. I understand. It, you know, I mean, from talking with Brandon and <clears throat> the things that he talks about and where he wants you, is a completely different world to where most people are. Yeah. And, and understanding, I told him this too, but to be honest with you, talking with him, I understood about 25, maybe 35% of what he was talking about. And the rest of it was going, I was trying to understand it. And I, I think I have a vague idea of what he's talking about, but man, that is on a, he is in a totally different world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. So like the more time I've spent with him, the more he tells me the same thing. And the more you understand it though, that's, that's the good part that he doesn't just tell you and just like, well, that's what it is. You know, he like, once you're like with him a lot, he makes sure you know what you're doing, like why you're doing it, why it's benefiting you and why you should be doing it this way. I did. I did ask him. I said, you know, Brandon, if you give all your training tips out to everybody and everybody's level raises, he says, aren't you worried about that taking away from your results and your finishes? And he goes, no, I'm going to beat everybody anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I would say that he works harder at his own thing than probably anybody will just because he's like that's his cup of tea you know he loves that and and to be a professional racer do you see that changing the, the game changing <clears throat> excuse me the game changing so that means that you're going to be changing and, and evolving with it um i'm hoping so um i've had trainers before and i think they've all helped me improve so i just hope to just keep going up what did did any of the trainers have a uh, have a plan anything like this before for you um not necessarily this where he's where they've shown um me like all my zones and stuff like i've done um some different testings with brandon and he can kind of like um he has like a, a meter and he like tests your um blood and has this i don't like i like you like you said i don't really understand it but he has this way of telling where you need to be training at what heart rate and how long you need to be doing it at this or how many days a week how many hours a week you know and not that in depth so that's kind of what I like. Like I know exactly what I need to be doing. I'm not ballparking it. So I feel like we're pretty spot on. Do you have a journal? 
Um, I don't, but he keeps track of everything and, um, and it's in like our messages and stuff. So I still have it, but I don't keep track of it. I do, um, like, um, vague, like I'll keep track of how many hours I ride and just my, um, hours and workouts, but he keeps track of everything I do. That's, I mean, having a guy that can take care of you and all the other people that he's taking care of and train himself. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about 2022. Um, the, the mud race, you know, when, when you guys were on the starting line and it started pouring, how, how did that race work out for you? Um, at Ironman. Is that, it is was, that where it was? Yeah. Well, we had a couple mud races. We had Daytona, Georgia, um, Ironman. And that might've been it, but it was, um, really like unexpected. I didn't really know what to think. Like I thought, Oh, we're for sure going to be racing. It's just going to be in the rain, maybe a light rain, you know, and we go down to the starting or it downpours and then it just stops. And then we go down to the starting gate and it's like pretty dark and we get lined up and we're debating because, you know, it's like, kind of greasy the track looks kind of greasy but you know and with however many riders were out there in the in the class two laps in um small tires should probably be pretty good you know it'll start getting tacky and the bigs are kind of risky so um then it started downpouring we threw on our our big tires because it was starting to puddle up pretty good and it was, it was raining like a half of what it was. And then we get on the gate and the car is like up and it just starts like downpouring. Like I've never been in before. It was insane. And the gate dropped. So, I mean, nobody's going to sit there. <laughs> we all go. And I mean, people were dropping like flies, like left and right. And within like the first two laps. And I was running in second for... I don't even know how long. I don't even know what was going on. I was just trying to make sure I got to the finish line. And I must have sucked some water in. And that was pretty much the end of it for me. And I think that was with like three laps to go. Oh, man. That was horrible. I, I Everybody I've talked to just said that they never should have raced the race. No, they probably shouldn't have. Um, we even asked the officials like why they had us go out there. And I don't think their uh, mics were working correctly. So there was a miscommunication between um, the ref and maybe the tower or something. And, um, you know, what do you do? Like it'd be a really tough spot because we're already out there. I mean, these guys are, we're all fully committed to go out there now once the gate dropped. Um, I think people's bikes were dying within like, very quick within the first lap somebody's bike was down so what do you do you wait and this guy probably just probably just blew up his motor ruined his whole engine and what do you say you know like we're gonna race in an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get it i mean and just say he doesn't have a spare motor just for some reason you know like if he had a fault in the 
uh, first race or in the first part of the day. And yeah, I think it was a tough spot, especially if, you know, three or four people broke and you tell them they got an hour to get everything washed, get ready. And we're going to go back out again in the same mess. In the same mess. Why almost why wash, right? Yeah. Clean the radiator, put your, put your wet, uh, set up on there, a new air filter and, and cross your fingers. Yep. Wow. That's, that, that's pretty, that, that, that's a pretty rough race. I mean, yeah, you mentioned, well, it wasn't, go ahead. It wasn't really like a, a mud race. It was like, there was like, nobody was muddy. It was just like brown water. It was, the track was so hard packed. It just puddled up everywhere. And you literally had to putt through everything or you were going to suck in water. And that worked for you until the third lap, until three laps to go. Yep. And I had no water prep, no mud prep. We were just, I run the air box and luckily it just stayed out for a while. Oh man. And, and then you just couldn't get it respired afterwards. No. I tried everything and then my starter was acting up and I even, I ran over and grabbed a screwdriver from, um, Tim and I was trying to start my jump, my bike from going to the positive to the negative on the relay behind the battery and it wouldn't start. So. Yeah, that, 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 that just makes things worse. You mentioned Daytona. How, similar or how bad was it for you in daytona um it was it was i mean i'm not a fan of daytona i could care less to ever race there again um we've done it since 2015 and i've i've won there a couple times and i've got hurt there and i don't know it's just never been a fan it's really tight racing and like last year it got so uh wet um it's like topsoil out there kind of so it ruts real easy and there was one main line that everybody raced in and once you got off the start and got in that line if you get out of the line you're getting passed and there's i think there was maybe two three passes made and that was by like chad so it was tough yeah, I can totally, I can totally get it. Um, overall, it seemed like there was just a couple of specific places that you really liked. Loretta Lynn's being one of them. Loretta's, yeah, I didn't mind that track. Um, I like that. I like Redbud, Sunset, um, Briarcliff. I I like um, those are probably my top uh, tracks that I like, and I, I like High Point too. Any other thing, anything on the schedule that you're looking forward to this year? I would say not in particular. Gatorback maybe because I've never, um, never been there, never raced there. And I've never been to Birch Creek as well. So I think that'll be interesting. Nice, nice. So two new facilities for you. Um, have you done any research on either one of them? Um, a little bit on Gatorback. I watched some old films. Um, look like it turned like pretty hard packed. So it's hard to tell. Um, you know, that was 
a long time ago, dirt could be a lot different now. Well, they've still been racing there. The, the, the ATVs just haven't been there, correct? Yeah, they raced the Mini O's there. Uh, the Mini O's? Yep. The, yeah, it's is, a, is that a qualifier for uh, the motorcycles? Um, I think it's just like a special event. A lot of bike guys go to. I'm not sure if it's like a... I'm not really sure, actually. Yeah, I would assume that... But I know it's very popular. Yeah, I'm assuming that they would be running that track year-round. Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. When you're at when you're there at Decker's, do you run the off-road track or the woods-style track at all? Yeah, I mean, we switch it up. Um, they're having a race here between the first and second round um and they're doing a 30 minute race and you have to race the main track with the woods loop and the interme- intermediate track um all together what do you think of that i think it's gonna be tough i've i've uh ran a couple laps doing it and it's definitely gonna be a tough race do you think at that point your will your body will be more conditioned to riding than it is right now Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've, um, been down here for, um, like I said, like a a little over a week, like a week and a half. And I already feel so much better. Cause like when I'm home, um, I eat whatever I want. I go get Casey's pizza and stuff. Um, and I'm always busy and I don't really have a whole bunch of time to work out. And especially with like the volume stuff I was talking about, it's just hard to get in the gym and sit in there for an hour or two hours or whatever we're doing. And now that I'm down here, I can really focus on getting in there and and doing like good quality stuff and even on my bike. And I already feel like a new person. It's crazy. Is it every year you take that much time off? Uh, between like the beginning of the year and the end of the year. Yes, sir. Yeah. I normally take a pretty good break in between, like just cause we do stuff with our family. Um, I hang out with my girlfriend and her parents and we just have other stuff we like to do. Does it make it hard to come there that first week? I mean, is it, is it really hard on your body? Um, I wouldn't say it's really hard on my body. Like you don't just go in and start doing 20 minute motos first day back, you know, like we kind of ease into it. I just kind of feel it out and ride and get used to everything. Um, I don't think it's good to hop on there and say, Oh, I, I got to start doing, I got to start getting fast today. You know, you got to get back into it. Right. Do you do any uh, riding or or training with on the track training? Excuse me, with any of the other riders? Yeah, we normally try to um, get together, like because we normally all are in the gym at the same time, roughly. And you know, we're all like, you know, what time are you riding? What time are you riding? Um, so we all try to be on the track at the same time, and 
really um depends what everybody's doing if somebody's like testing stuff or doing their own thing which is fine and we'll say hey you know like we're gonna moto at one o'clock and then we'll line up on the gate and um send each other out and we'll chase each other play cat and mouse how different is it because not every group of racers get to train with the people they race with so you guys are um, friends and you train together and you race together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, we all respect it. Um, we all, I mean, we're all here to get better and see what we can do. And really, I mean, to me, if say someone so beats me, you know, it's, a good job to them and maybe i gotta work harder tomorrow you know and that's the thing like we like i started doing that in 2016 um with alan myers and even uh zach was with us in and we all rode together and obviously zach he was on 250s and me and alan i was in b class and he was an a and then we, we eventually me and alan raced each other and now me and zach race each other but I think it's definitely um, helped improve all of us together. Um, just showing like, you know, like when you get by yourself, you get lazy and you get comfortable and um, riding with these guys, like you might push yourself on the edge a little bit more. So there is some competitiveness, even in, even in practice with you guys. Yeah. I mean, you definitely want to, you always want to be the fastest guy on the track. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's my goal. You know, you always want to look the best out there. I'll have your bike handling the best. Um, Cause I mean, everybody watches each other. There's no doubt about it. Well, I mean, we all make it plain as day. If I'm timing somebody, I'm standing there on the corner and they know I'm timing them. And really all of us are fine with it. You know, like, like I said, there's, I don't think there's any hard feelings if somebody else is having a good day. I heard a quote from, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Joe Rogan actually that said, if you want to be elite train with elite. Yeah. So if you want to be fast, it's just, you got to train with the fast guys. Yeah. And I, 100% 100% agree and like you got to kind of see what they're doing and even like we ride with Joel all the time and um he likes to he doesn't care he'll go out and moto whenever like he kind of because he's his schedule is a little harder than everybody else he's got his wife and two kids with him so he's got to kind of accommodate to that as well as ride and get his stuff done and whatever else he's got going on so um if he's out there motoring and I'm not ready, I kind of, you know, that's a guy to go watch, you know, and see how, what the lines he's taking and stuff. So yeah, I totally agree with that. How many different tracks are there for you guys to ride moto tracks down there? Um, there's two moto tracks and there's the woods loop. So there's the, the main track and that's like the, the more technical track. That's probably the, 
where you see all the videos at. And then the intermediate track is kind of like um, a low tame, um, not very technical, but it's kind of tight. It is, I guess it is a little technical, um, more safe track, but it's kind of like a super cross styley. So more airtime, more tech, more, more technique, you think? I would say more technique on the main track. Um, a lot bigger stuff. Um, I would say more airtime on that, but it's kind of like a, a short course, um, short straightaways, quick turns, stuff like that. So is that something that you would train on a little bit more before Daytona? Yeah. Yep. And, and I know all of you guys are into pit bikes. Are you guys yeah. still racing pit bikes and, and having all that stuff go on as well? Um, they don't have any like pit bike stuff going on, but we, I mean, we mess around on our nineties and surrounds. Oh, is it, I mean, like, I know that Janusa had that big race. I mean, do you guys do anything like that while you're down there at Deckers? Um, they did, they did a big pit bike race and stuff for new year's they did, but not now they don't you guys are just focused on getting ready for the, for the up and coming season and keeping it, keeping it real and not going to go do something stupid and get hurt on a pit bike. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Even though most of you guys probably go out and, and hit the track on them a, a, occasionally anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely go out there. I mean, after my day and go mess around on my pit bike, look at the track and scoof off. Do the lines change from day to day? Yeah, I wouldn't say a whole bunch. We normally don't groom the track throughout the week, so it normally gets pretty rough. But with the track, it gets so rough. Normally, yeah, new lines do come in at, after the end of the days. Well, <clears throat> I came from an era in motocross where they didn't groom the track. Yeah. They watered it and ran it watered it and ran it and it was what it was so yeah, that's how it is here do you think that's better for you or or do you think that grooming uh, is what you should do no i think we should be riding it rough that's what the races are right but they usually they start out on the first lap fairly smooth don't they Um, not necessarily, not for us. They'll groom like the whole shot turn. Um, and maybe if like, there's like one line in a turn where they see they normally groom that. So there's, we can make two lines where we can race a little bit better. But other than that, they normally leave it pretty rough. I remember back when I was going back East and all the time and they would till the, till the track. You know, and I hated that. I wish they would have just yeah. left him alone. Yeah, I'd rather ride in a broken in track than a tilled track. Well, yeah, most of the time they would till it in on bad weather. Yeah, and they'd be sloppy. Oh yeah, and you're just like, really? I I'm not a dirt guy, but that's doesn't seem like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just um uh, 
you guys, it just sounds like that place down there is just nothing but a playground. Yep. Fray TVs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, gosh, you guys are, you, you got the best of the best all down there riding and having a fun minus a few of the, of the players um, that, that think that training off on their own is better, but that's, um, that's pretty cool that you guys are friends and get to uh, ride together like that. And did you make any uh, sponsor changes from 22 to 23? Um, no, not really. I have picked up a few different people, um, some new ones and like Brandon, um, prime, prime food distribution. Um, Tim got me hooked up with those guys and they supply, uh, meat with us for the weekends and stuff like that. So really everything else is the same. Yeah, that's good. That makes it more comfortable for you. So you already know what your package is going in uh, to this season, correct? Yep. Yep. I've made some like minor changes, just trying out some new stuff right now. But other than that, everything else is pretty much the same. How are you feel? How are you feeling about the package so far? Um, I love it. Um, I feel like even like last year, everything was new to me. Um, I had new handlebars, new new seat, new motor, new exhaust, um, a little different suspension setup. So everything was new going into the first round, kind of. And this year, you know, I got a whole year on it, so I know um, a better base about it, and I think that's good. How much does it affect you when you change things like handlebars, things like that? Um, I mean, everybody's got their own preference, but for me, it takes a little bit of comfort. You know, it's, you kind of have like a different leverage point and whatnot. Maybe the bike might seem like it turns different or something, but to me, I think, um, I found a pretty good package for myself. What kind of bars do you, do you run? Um, I run the rental bars. Is there a specific bend or, or do we not want to give that out? Um, no, I mean, I don't care what people run it. I think it's the McGrath mid or something like that. Honestly, I, I don't know without looking. So it's a moto bar. Yeah. Um, designed for moto. That, that, yep. That's pretty cool. And, and that just, it was something that you picked out multiple different ones and wrote them all. And that's the one you like the best. Yeah, I actually, um found it i forget whose bike they were on and i just really felt comfortable on it just sitting there and the rental bars i used to run pro taper and the rental bars have a little more room for your controls and stuff so that makes it nice like the bend is closer to the middle of the bar so you have more um flat um space on the like the bar to put like your your levers your brake guard we've got to have a kill switch a start button so it makes it a lot easier. It makes it look better and it feels a lot better. Exactly. Um, I don't remember in our last conversations, if you did anything other than just ride motocross. Um, I mean, I, I golf some, um, I play some soccer, basketball, really 
I if my friends are playing some sport and they ask me to come, I I normally go play football, whatever. So you, you're an all around athlete then. Yeah. Have you done any cross country racing on your on your ATV? Um, I did the Ironman a few years ago, and I didn't care for it. <laughs> I like that answer. I, <laughs> that was that was the driest. You know, no, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I did it on a uh, like a bone stock bike with big tires. So maybe if I had like a bike built for it, you know, um, maybe I'd enjoy it a little bit better. But my seat was cut. I had no horsepower, no exhaust shocks suck my brakes kept fading real bad and it was just not not fun you just call walker up and say walker i want to you know ride one of your bikes yeah yeah i don't know if that'll work out but you know you could always Probably try not. right yeah i could always try. maybe say hey you know you can come ride one of my bikes race yeah he's all game for it you know, he came out west and and sh- and showed him the way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I he did a little testing, a, a little more testing than most people realize to dial in his suspension. But you know, he, he still rides really well. Yeah, he does. What do you? What do we got to look forward to this year? Watching Logan Stanfield out on the track. Um. Hopefully, um, I really like to pull a whole shot i know my motor builder is dying for me to get a whole shot he knows his motor can do it and i know it can um i'd like to get some whole shots and maybe some top fives it'll be easier to run up there when if you start up up in the front you know it's easier to stay up there than fight your way up there in that crowd that's true um they say that most of or a lot of that portion, even the start is has a mental aspect to it. What what are you doing to change your mental game? Um, hopefully uh just practice some more starts and try to get something really dialed in where I know I got it, you know, and um work on my gate drops, my reaction time and maybe how I come out of the hole and um, the whole nine yards. It, how much time do you spend behind a gate uh, practicing so to to help that? Personally, I don't. I haven't spent a lot of time. Um, I'm gonna try to maybe change where I do a couple starts before every moto that I practice. Um, just like we get to like in the um, qualifier. We have like a start practice to get used to the gate and then we go out and qualify. So maybe try something like that. Well, I mean, that, that would definitely help because if you're, if you're not, if you're not training it, it's, it's not coming, you know? Yeah. And every, every track has a different, they're all gates, but I mean, they're all work just a little bit different. different. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All the soil is different. Maybe you come out a little higher. Or even like um, Pleasure Valley, you come off of concrete, so that's a little different. So, which where, where do you what kind of compound do you like the best? You like the that concrete or the hard packed or the loam? Um, I kind of like the hard packed dirt, like the clay kind of dirt or brown dirt. 
that's probably my favorite. And a lot of your machine works really well in that. Yeah. And I feel like you just come out so much faster than like in sand or, uh, loomy dirt. What do you think of the concrete starts? They're, they're a little tricky to get down. Um, I know like last year, some guys were doing third gear starts off of them and I would get it. I was doing it in my practices and I got it like one really good one. And then I had one really bad one. So I just said, we're not going to do it. You know, it's not worth, um, it it was one of the things where you're either going to be first or last. And I didn't want to risk it at that track. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you have to be comfortable with it or why do it? Correct. Yep. So we went with the second gear start and, um, you know, it's, it's still hard to get it down cause you, you're, you're so anxious and it's a lot different than coming out of, uh, just dirt cause your tires are spinning so fast. And when you hit that dirt, your front tires just want to pick straight up. And you have to be ready for that. And, do they give you many shots to to work off the concrete to get more comfortable with it? Yeah, I mean, so you get um, like your first qualifier, you get to go off one time and uh, going into the second qualifier, you have uh, five minutes, as many starts as really you want to do in five minutes. So we probably we probably get you know, five, six starts off and then, um, you reset. And then for our qualifier, you get a, a start. And then between before each moto, you get to do a start off of it. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's better than leaving you up there cold. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely helps like the amateurs. I think it would definitely be tough if you've never done it and you got to just go straight into it. Yeah, because they don't get any. They don't give any any of that. They just line up, race. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, you're probably glad you're a pro at that point. Yeah, you would uh, have to kind of maybe practice at home or something. Nah, dang. yeah. If there's no concrete at home, you're you're SOL, right? Yep. Um, I want to ask you a couple more things and I know it's getting late there for you and I'll, I'll let you go. Cause you, you got to get up early and train tomorrow. Yeah. Um, when you're, you're a professional racer. So the, the question is probably not going to sound all that. I don't know. My deal is, is some guys like to turn and, and really, uh, like keeping the wheels on the ground and other guys like to jump, you know, or you could be like me and just afraid to jump. Uh, I'm just, I just never have been very good at it. How do you get yourself ready for some of those astronomical jumps you guys take? And then you look at some of the corners that you guys have to take and you just have to rail them at such high speeds. Um, You just got to go in there with the mindset that, you know, we're all racing the same machine. That's how I look at it. Um, I feel like I've always had a like a very top-notch machine. And to me, um, the guy next to me's machine is not any better. So if he can hit this jump or hit that turn, I feel like I can. I just got to – you just got to commit to it. Do you ever think about the commitment? 
um yeah there's definitely some jumps i'm like i really don't want to jump that you know and you just kind of gotta pick if you want to run up there you know you got to hit the jump or hit the turn like they're hitting it so you just kind of got to pick yeah i mean it's true you you have to decide do i want to run on the front group or the back group yeah and have you come to a track yet where you found a jump that that was just too big um no i wouldn't i don't think there's any track that we've been to that if there's not been like one person jumping it, you know, um, we either pretty much most of us all jump it or we don't jump it at all. Like, um, I would say one of the worst ones were probably heck. I don't even know. Um, like this year, uh, three palms, the pro section double coming back it always gets super rutted out. And it was one of those things where like you hated to jump it, but if you didn't jump it, you lost so much time or the guy behind you is definitely going to jump it over you. And it was, I mean, there was train tracks and you would just bounce back and forth all the way up this thing. And I hated it. I hated every lap. And then the last lap I didn't hit it because I hated it so much because the guy ahead of me was, I wasn't going to catch it. I knew he wasn't going to catch me, so I didn't jump it. I mean, you're the one that has to feel comfortable with it, right? Yep. I, uh, I've talked to a few of the other guys, and um, they all have different varies, variances in how they set up their, their tires. Um, like some of them use tire balls. Some of them use other inserts. Do you use inserts in, in your tires at all? No, I don't all air yep have you ever tried the inserts um i actually have not i don't know why i haven't i just never um thankfully knock on wood i've never had a tire (laughs) issue so there is superstition in racers huh yeah maybe (laughs) you put your right boot on first or your left boot on first I, I don't even know. <laughs> I asked that because when I was racing, I always put the one boot on first and then put the other boot on. Just yeah. don't know why I just did, you know. Hey, it's whatever makes you comfy. Yeah, you know, I mean, I never, obviously never got to ride at your level. So, I mean, it was just, uh, I was just out having a good time. Well, I took it real serious. So sometimes it wasn't as fun as it should have been. Uh, if I got to go back, I would sure make it more fun because uh, I was only racing for a trophy. It, it wasn't life changing. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, I get that way where I get tired of doing this and I got to figure out what I need to do to kind of bring it back to life in me some days. Normally, that's more towards the end of the year, you know, when you're kind of burnt out and people are like, Oh, you know, like that's gotta be great to do that every day. And, you know, it gets kind of stressful when you gotta put your body through that constantly. And, you know, when you're in, um, July, August, it gets uh super hot out and you're always outside. Um, 
burning calories and a lot of calories. And it wears wears you out, puts a toll on you for sure. It's still better than being cold. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could be at home pulling weeds or you know carrying rocks or who knows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does be being in the cold. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Well, hey, Logan, uh, thank you so much for spending some time. I know that you're under, uh, you know, you're getting your training set up and you're, you're, you're getting rolling for the 2023 season. I hope that we can reach out maybe mid season or a little farther down, get an update from you, find out how everything's going and uh, we'll be watching and uh, we hope you have a great year. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV, or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International, Inc. offers host MC and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to duncantechinternational at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms, and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. 